ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And thank you for subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. Check this out. (laughs) On this podcast. I mean, really, there's no need for me to tell you what this podcast is about. I mean, you see the cover art. You already know what time it is. Um, If you've been listening to the podcast, you know that I rarely talk about current events. But I'm going to break mold this week because we are talking about the Super Bowl halftime show. Or as my man Bomani Jones likes to call it the G-Funk (laughs) All-Stars, the G-Funk Halftime. I like that, by the way, because that's exactly what it was. Um, When we got word, uh, was it five, six months ago, that uh, Dr. Dre and others would be doing the halftime show uh, for the Super Bowl that was in Los Angeles in Dr. Dre's backyard, basically, Um, you know, I was excited, but I had to temper my excitement because you just never know how these things are going to go, right? I mean, I've seen enough halftime shows. Um, I've been to a Super Bowl where there was a halftime show, and you know, it, it's it's different. So you just never know what you're going to get. So I, I always temper my excitement, but you know, the lineup with Dr. Dre, Snoop, <laughs> Mary J. Blige. Kendrick Lamar and Eminem. I mean, those are some of the best right there. And so who wasn't going to, you know, be down to watch that. But again, I still didn't know what to expect. Again, the the uh, Super Bowl uh was held in Los Angeles and I'm not going to talk about the game cuz forget the game. <laughs> the game is not important. I I I tweeted out, I said, you know, this is one of the few times where I could remember being more excited for the halftime show than I was the game. And the game was a really good game. Um, But so let's get right to it. Um, First of all, they come out and the set is amazing. And and I I will encourage all of you, once you finish listening to this podcast, go to YouTube or go streaming or wherever you can find it um, and watch it again. Uh, I was really surprised because when I saw it live at the Super Bowl, watching the Super Bowl from my home, um, and then I went back and watched watched it on YouTube, I realized that the performance is only 15 minutes. And I say only because it felt like it was much longer than that, but it went by pretty quickly. But it was still really, really dope. I think it didn't seem as long. I think it seemed longer once I watched YouTube, but um, I don't know. It's just kind of different. But anyway, I, the the time kind of threw me off because I thought it probably was a little bit longer than that. But um, anyway, so they start start the joint out. They come out to the next episode. <laughs> Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, and the place is rocking, right? And what I will say is 
something that I've noticed just from being at a Super Bowl where, you know, there was a halftime show. If you really want to see a dope halftime show, it's probably better to watch it on TV than it is to watch it in the arena because or the stadium because you don't get all of the camera angles. You don't get all of the stuff. And this huge set that Dr. Dre and Snoop were on uh, and, you know, subsequently Mary J uh, and Eminem and Kendrick, I think. You could probably get if you were in the stadium, you could probably get lost as to what was going on if you weren't really watching these monitors. And, and to be honest, I'm not sure. In fact, I'm pretty I'm pretty, uh, pretty confident in saying that even the monitors and the cameras at SoFi Stadium where the game was held and where the performance happened, I'm pretty confident in saying that they those that were in the stadium didn't see what we saw on TV. So um, what we saw on TV was incredible. <laughs> uh, Dre and Snoop again next episode. Uh, Dre is in all black. Snoop is in a... <laughs> He's basically decked out in a Rams, uh, in Rams colors, but it would look like a big, it looked like he had on a big Crip flag. <laughs> and if you don't know, uh, Snoop is a member of the um, Rolling 60s Crips in Los Angeles. Um, and so he gets up there and they're doing next episode and they're jamming. And, you know, what was interesting, I thought was really dope was, Snoop goes downstairs into like the home, I guess. And you can see the band playing. And then in the background, you can see a picture of Snoop and his mom. Now, if you're familiar, Snoop's mom passed away. Uh, I want to say maybe about a month or so ago. So I thought that was really, really dope. I don't know if people caught it, but you can catch it when, if you watch it again, uh, when he goes downstairs and he's in like this living room section, um, you can see a picture of him and his mom. I thought that was really well played um, and a real delicate touch. Um, and then they go into, they go from, um, from the next episode to California love, <laughs> man, listen, I mean, you knew that this song was going to, going to get played. I, it's, it's weird because I read somewhere, some dumb rumor that, um, I read somewhere some dumb rumor that there was a possibility that they would be introducing a Tupac hologram, which I thought was a crazy idea. You can't bring the Tupac hologram back to life. You can't bring it out at the Super Bowl of all places. Um, but, you know, California Love is a joint. It's, it's, it's Tupac song. You knew it was going to get played. Um, and it was funny, man, because you're watching this and in the middle of California love the cameras on Snoop and Snoop is crip walking crip walking at the Super Bowl <laughs> you gotta love it you gotta love it um they did an overhead shot and I could real I, I, that's when I realized that the where the set was on the ground beneath them was a map of a city I assumed that it was LA but it was actually Compton. And I didn't know it was Compton until the woman sitting next to me who was from Compton said, oh, that's Compton. And that was my wife. <laughs> She's from Compton. 
I, I didn't know it was a Compton map, but um, I thought that was really, really dope. Um, and like I said, they were jamming, man. They were really, really jamming. And it, it was just, is I mean, Compton on the map at the Super Bowl. <laughs> Dr. Dre. And, and it, allow me to just talk briefly here about Dr. Dre because all of this is a bug out to a, a guy like me. And I'm, and I'm going to tell you why. Because I've been listening to Dr. Dre since... 1987 yeah 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 sounds about right 87 yeah because they came out with um nwa and easy came out and then uh it was either 87 or 88 somewhere around it i think i heard the first time i heard it was a um dope man on a on a cassette tape um but nonetheless i, I go back that far with dr dre uh my man, shout out to Jay Fresh. My man, Jay Fresh, put me on to Dr. Dre and, and Easy E and NWA. And so, you know, just to see him go from NWA to straight out of Compton to, you know, Death Row to uh, Aftermath and all of the hits and all of the artists that he's brought up and all the music that he's made. And I just, I just, for a brief second, I just remember, you know, <laughs> Dr. Dre and Easy E talking about fuck the police and Ice Cube and his NMC ran and DJ Yella. I mean, like, and it was NWA all day. And so he went from that to, you know, being this hip hop billionaire mogul and he's performing in front of hundreds of millions of people across the world. Uh, that's bugged out to me. Um, but nonetheless, uh, then we get a surprise guest, 50 Cent. <laughs> now, I can't speak for everybody else, but they went into the beat of In the Club, which is 50 song produced by Dr. Drake. And 50 begins, we see 50 at the first shot we see of 50, he's hanging up upside down, just as he was in the In the Club video. But the 50 that was hanging upside down in the video in 2003 is a whole lot smarter, smaller than the 50 that was hanging upside upside down in 2022. Um, 50 gets up, he's performing and he's got on a wife beater and you know, 50 looks a lot bigger than he used to be. Then again, you know, I guess that's the deal. We all are. Nobody's the same size they were in 2003. Um, but, you know, he was the meme of a lot of a lot of jokes um, that I saw on the internet. And it was, most of them were funny. Um, you know, he's no longer 50 cent. He's a half a dollar. He's, you know, <laughs> he was swole. Um, but a good performance nonetheless. Uh, and what they did was they kind of remade the in the club video, which I thought was cool. Um, and at that point, dancers from just kind of came out of everywhere. 50 had dancers dancing with him, but then there were also dancers outside of the set. And it was crazy. It was crazy. A lot of stuff was going on and I, I was enjoying every single minute of it. Um, there were low riders <laughs> on the field at the Super Bowl. <laughs> This is crazy. Um, 
and then they transition to the queen <laughs> mary jane blige oh mjb you y'all know i love mjb um mary j blige you know the only female performer on the super bowl halftime show but uh her place was well deserved and you know i thought outside of me just being a fan a huge fan i thought that i'm i'm glad that they gave her the opportunity because obviously obviously she's worked with dre as well so um she performed family affair which is a joint that was produced by dr dre uh mary was out there in all white um with thigh high boots and you know mary's mary's got mary's gotten a little thicker she's gotten a little thicker and you know fellas from what i could tell commentary that i saw on social media fellas was checking her out you know mary's gotta be she's gotta be like 50 right she's gotta be 50 i think she just turned 50 but she looks she looks great and if you're familiar with mary j blige you know her story and you know all the stuff that she's gone through just coming off of a divorce um but she did family affair <laughs> no hateration holleration all up in the dancery <laughs> in the super bowl you can't make this shit up man um and and she had some great dances behind her and then she kind of slowed it down and she went into no more pain listen even though the song transitions to a slower song and a more heartfelt song, it was still dope, man, because she still had her dancers dancing. And Mary just, when when Mary gets into that vibe of, you know, singing, not singing, but singing, S-A-N-G-I-N, singing, listen, it's few that can, can't compare with her, honestly, because she just... She evokes so much emotion and so much uh, raw feeling that you you got to feel her. Like, you you just got to feel her. But um, that was dope. And at the end of her performance of No More Pain, Mary falls out on the set. On purpose, of course. And then the camera pans over to the right. And there is, looks like these black squares. And you hear the music coming on. Mad City from a man, Kendrick Lamar. <sighs> Listen, I mean, you gotta have Kendrick Lamar. If it's, I mean, you're talking Compton, LA, you gotta have Kendrick Lamar in it. And um, someone, someone said on Twitter that he brought back the S1Ws. <laughs> Shout out to the S1Ws. Um, but no, I thought his performance was dope too, man. He had all of these guys. They were all decked out in black uh, with this thing across their chest that said Dre Day. Everybody was, every guy that was in his his dancing group, I guess, um, had their hair dyed gold. Um, I don't know if there was some type of symbolism behind that. Um, but, you know, it, it, it was wild, man. I mean... <laughs> And the one thing that I did catch the first time that I heard that I saw it when I saw it during the game was when Kendrick went into his second song, um, the ghetto anthem, 
all right. I mean, we knew that song was going to get played. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that, you know, once we knew who were who was performing, you know, you could kind of guess as to what songs would be played or what songs would be performed. But there was no way that Kendrick Lamar Duckworth was going to perform and not perform all right. But what's interesting is when he got to the part about saying, and we hate Po Po, he didn't say it. And so we later find out that the NFL tried to or asked to censor some of the words and the performances. Um, in fact, when Mad City comes on, you don't hear the beginning where he says, if Pyrus and Crips all got along, they probably gummy me down by the end of this song. Um, it's LA, it's the Super Bowl. Yeah, you probably don't want to be shouting out the Pyrus and Crips <laughs> in the song during the Super Bowl. But given the fact that they still, I mean, they kind of scratched it out or whatever, but it's still there and we still sang it. You know, we still rapped it or whatever. Um, and I think that still speaks volumes about Kendrick Lamar. I mean, Pyrus and Crips getting shout, shouted out at the Super Bowl. I mean, you can't make this shit up. <laughs> there were a couple of things that happened during the show that were, were people are wondering if the NFL had any say-so in this. One of them being uh, M taking, taking a knee um, behind you at that point. And then the other being that Kendrick uh, didn't, either he didn't say it or it was censored. We couldn't tell uh, watching on TV, but there's a line where he says, we hate the popo, and he didn't say popo, or at least we didn't hear it. Did the NFL weigh in on any of that? Well, I'm sorry. There were a few things that we had to um, change, but it was like really minor things. Um, M taking the knee, that was M doing that on his own. And there was no problem with that. Um, I think, you know, the beginning of Kendrick's sets, he says um, if Pyrus and Crips all, they had a problem with that, so we had to take that out. No big deal. We get it. But... Mm -hmm. All in all, everybody came in, we were professional, everybody was on time, and everybody really felt the magnitude of what this thing was and, and what we were gonna be able to accomplish. And it was it was a fantastic experience. Um, and Kendrick is is in all black, all black, black shades, and he's doing his thing. Um, and I mentioned this, his dancers had gold hair. Uh Kendrick does all right finishes and then they pan out and the stage starts to come apart and Eminem is rapping um forgot about Dre his the the hook on forgot about Dre and then he goes into lose yourself now listen Eminem going into lose yourself Honestly, and I, re I realized this when I saw it live and then when I wa went back and watched it on YouTube again, that song got the biggest cheer. And I don't know, maybe it's because, you know, that might be the only song that probably everybody in the stands knew. But um, yeah, it, it was, uh, and M did his thing. I mean, he had dancers up there um, when they flashed to the band that was performing with him. I immediately noticed the drummer. The drummer was Anderson Pack. You got Anderson Pack, a guy from 
LA, Metro LA. Um, so, you know, when Lose Yourself comes on, the dancers go wild. At that time, Dre is sitting behind this huge white board and he's kind of controlling everything and he's mimicking as if he's making all of the moves on the on on the on the board or what have you and moving the pieces basically. Uh, but Eminem does a great job on Lose Yourself. And when Eminem finishes Lose Yourself, he takes a knee. A la exiled quarterback Colin Kaepernick. Um, I didn't peep it at first. And then I then they flashed past him again. And I realized he was taking a knee and he had his head down. And so I was like, wow. And we come we came to find out later that uh I think the NFL asked him not to do it, but what are you gonna do? He's Eminem and he's on stage. I mean, you you, <laughs> you can't, you know, run out there and pull him off the stage. You can't fire him, you know, because to my knowledge, I don't I don't necessarily know that these performers get money for performing at the Super Bowl. They may get some money, but I don't think it's like that. I think it's the it's the publicity of it is more than anything else. Uh, and I could be wrong. I don't know. Don't fact check. Me. Um, but yeah, so that's going on. Eminem takes a knee. Um, and then Dr. Dre sits at the piano and he starts to play I Ain't Mad At You. And then he goes into the piano riff for the classic Still Dre, Still D-R-E. Man, listen. (laughs) I was open at this point. And I'm watching this performance um, at my house with my wife, our kids, and my in-laws, my in-laws came over because you know, we always do the Super Bowl party and everything. And shout out to my father-in-law who <laughs> he said midway through the second quarter, he wanted to see Mary J. Blige. And I think he dozed off like right before halftime. And then when they tried to wake him up, uh, he didn't see Mary J. Blige. Um, but he did see Kendrick Lamar. He woke up when, when Kendrick Lamar was performing and he said, who is that? <laughs> So shout out to him. Um, and I got another funny story to tell you in just a second. Um, but yeah, still DRE. Uh, and this, when they pan to the dancers, all of the dancers were in khakis and Chuck Taylors. <laughs> I've you may never see a blacker moment than that. I mean, skull caps, long t-shirts, khakis, and Chuck Taylors. Come on, man. That was beautiful. I Very well played. I don't know if, if you're outside of our culture, it might have flown over your head. I'm pretty sure that of the 70,000 people that were in SoFi Stadium, that outfit probably flew over most of the people in there. I'd probably say at least 65,000. <laughs> but to have your dancers decked out in khakis, skull caps, and uh, Chuck Taylors, 
<laughs> hey man perfect i don't know who came up with that concept but that was dope and for dre to be performing still dre with snoop man it just brought back so many memories i, I mentioned to people prior to the super bowl that uh you know the best concert that i've ever seen and i've said it before on this podcast best concert that i've ever seen was the up and smoke tour uh and you know dre performed obviously snoop and eminem and that show was unreal and i knew that i would be getting some of that vibe in this concert here at the super bowl and and i really did and um what was interesting was uh i mentioned how you know they were trying to well they censored kendrick to some degree they asked eminem not to take a knee and he did but dre still said quote still not loving police which is you know in that verse so he still said it uh so i guess you couldn't stop dre um but by the end of the song mary j 50 uh eminem and uh kendrick lamar they all joined snoop and dre on stage for the ending of still dre um and they finished it out and the crowd goes crazy uh i i couldn't i can't tell you how happy i was just to see that concert i mean and again i i'm still blown by the fact that it was 15 minutes because it really when i watched it live it didn't really seem it seemed it seemed long but not too long um or long enough and i guess because it's the anticipation of you not knowing what it is that you're actually watching um and then so you know i before i get out get out of here i guess i got to get into the obvious questions um what could have been done differently uh not much i was thoroughly pleased with everything if i could make a change i mean obviously i would like it to be longer than 15 minutes but you have to keep in mind that this is not a concert. <laughs> if you really want to see the, the G-Funk All-Stars, you got to go someplace and pay some money to go see them. Uh, the reality is, is that, you know, NFL halftimes are only 15 minutes. And the Super Bowl is one is is the rare time when halftime is, I think they move it to 30 minutes, I think. But you got to remember from the end of the first half when the players get off the field they've only got about a window of seven minutes to get once they get off the field get all of that stuff on them so how they got that set and the props and everything like that is 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 amazing it is something to see when you see it live uh, i mentioned that um, I did go to a Super Bowl. I went to Super Bowl 21 uh, to see my uncle who played for the New York Giants. Uh, name, his name is Harry Carson uh, to see him and the Giants whoop up on uh, the Denver Broncos back in 1987 as they became Super Bowl champs. They won 39 to 20. Uh, and I think that halftime show was I want to say it was a Disney theme, uh, but it wasn't that good. I mean, it wasn't that memorable. I, I could barely remember what happened. Um, and I was in like the eighth grade. <laughs> so who cares? Uh, but yeah, it, it's so they only had like seven minutes to get that stuff on the field. And then when the performance is over, you might have another five minutes 
to, you know, get it off the field. And then, you know, the players got to get on there and warm up and everything. So it's, it is, you know, you really don't have a lot of time, relatively speaking, to perform. I mean, you got 15 minutes and that's all you got. You know, you got 15 minutes. And I think really for them to have as many people on stage as they did, have as many artists performing and to be able to pull that off and do it all in 15 minutes and everybody kind of get a chance to shine and nobody was really cut off or anything like that. I thought that was brilliant. I thought that was great. I thought Dr. Dre pulled it off uh, about as well as you could have. Um, what other thing? Um, I was cool with 50 because obviously he's a Dre. He's on that Dre uh, tree, that family tree, if you will. Um, but <laughs> if I could change something, hey, man, because 50 obviously was a surprise guest. If you want to have a surprise guest, scratch 50, bring out Ice Cube. Let him perform. Today was a good day. Come on now. Come on now. That, who wouldn't want to be singing that? I mean, hey, the white folks in the stands, they know today was a good day. Oh man, um, and the black people know it too. But yeah, I would have. That, those are probably the only things ordered. But I thought it was incredible. If I had to rate the show, it was a ten out of ten. Um, so where does it rank? Hmm. Um, I I've, I saw where people said, "Oh, this is the greatest Super Bowl halftime show ever." I don't know. I really don't have a great answer because it's it's all new. It, it just happened. Like it just happened like a couple of days ago. <laughs> I think time will tell how great it was. I mean, obviously, when you're talking about some of the greatest performances, the Michael Jackson performance was great. Um Beyonce in New Orleans, shutting down the Superdome to the point where the lights go out. <laughs> I mean, you can't get much better than that. Uh, and then a couple of years after that, when she performed, I can't remember who was the headliner, but she uh, did the um, she did formation. That was incredible. That was blackety blackety black. Um, and then obviously, <laughs> Miami, two thousand seven, in the rain, Prince Rogers Nelson. I mean, I'm a little biased. That's my guy. So uh, it's hard to say where this would rank. It's up there though. It, it's it's in my top three, I would guess. Just you know, just off the raw, you know, more time has to pass, and we'll see. But this one, this one could go it, as time progresses. I'll say this: while I don't have a great answer for where it ranks, I will say this much: it has the potential to be the greatest halftime show that we've ever seen. I really believe that. But time has to happen. You know, it's like somebody put, a al put out an album on Friday. You can't call it a classic on Sunday. <laughs> Y'all need to wait for a second, man. Let it breathe. Let the Super Bowl breathe for a second. But yeah, awesome performances by everybody involved. Um, I did read uh, the other day that some people were mad about, you know, the artists that perform. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> so... Some police boycotted it because, you know, of some of the lyrics. Who cares? <laughs> Go ahead and boycott. Who cares? So what? Relax. Uh, 
you know, people were talking about, you know, Dre's history of domestic abuse and Snoop mysteriously got a lawsuit uh, earlier in the week about some woman about sexual assault. Eminem, you know, violent lyrics. Mary J. Blige has, you know, she's had, she's been in abusive relationships. I mean, you can find a story there if you want. And I'm not diminishing any of that. I mean, but it's just like, it's, it is what it is. That's something separate from the artist actually performing. If you want to have a conversation about it, okay, you can, we can talk. That you know, you, you can make valid points on, on all of those things. But I'm talking music right now. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if you didn't like the show, if you turn, I mean, if you didn't like the shit, that's the great part about the Super Bowl halftime. Because most of them, I that's when I normally go to the bathroom, I might go to the store, I might do anything. Because I'm, I'm hardly ever paying attention. I'm hardly ever caring. Oh, but this one right here, man, I wasn't going nowhere. And I wasn't taking no phone calls and I wasn't, wasn't tweeting or anything until it was over. Which reminds me, <laughs> I mentioned a little earlier about something funny. Um, my phone rang during the Super Bowl uh, halftime performance. The G-Funk All-Stars were performing and my phone rang. And I'm thinking to myself, because I felt, you know, my Apple Watch vibrate. And I'm like, who in the world is calling me during halftime? Anybody that knows me knows that I'm watching this show. It was my dad. <laughs> and my dad, if you you, you know me, or you heard me talk about him. Uh, my dad swears he swear that he's hip. And, and it's funny because we had a conversation a couple of days prior to the Super Bowl and uh, he was saying, you know, about how he was looking forward to seeing it because he, you know, knew about Dre and he knew about Mary J. Blige. He thought Mary J. Blige was very pretty. He said that um, <laughs> he didn't know much about Kendrick, but he knew uh, Eminem. And, you know, so he's asking me these questions. And so um Anyway, he calls me. So I, I I don't answer the phone. Of course. I don't answer the phone. So he leaves, I see he left me a voicemail. So he calls me, leaves me a voicemail, and and I tweeted about this at half or after halftime. Um he said, Hey, you know, I was calling to see, asked you, who's that fat guy hanging upside down doing the rapping thing? <laughs> Dad that's 50 cent <laughs> ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening thank you for downloading and thank you for subscribing to this edition of the 12 kyle podcast be sure to subscribe to the podcast the podcast drops every thursday at midnight and from time to time this year we will we will be dropping uh, bonus episodes on sundays at midnight as well also be sure to check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash spell it out, T W E L V E K Y L E. That's going to do it for me. I'll catch you guys next time. 5,000.